What is going on, everyone? This is Andy Starr with the Full Tilt Devi podcast, back with another recap from week six of the college football season. We've officially reached the halfway point in the college football regular season. Uh, there have been plenty of ups and downs, so I figured it best to take a step back and look at the biggest risers and fallers for the 2024 class at each position, in my humble opinion, of course. Uh, starting with the quarterback, it's hard to complain what we've seen from the top two at the position. Uh, Caleb Williams obviously looks like a Heisman frontrunner, and although Drake May hasn't put up the video game numbers that we are used to seeing from him in the past, he's still doing a lot with a little as UNC has worked to revamp its wide receiver room. So we're going to look outside the top two for risers and fallers, and for riser, it has to be Michael Penix from Washington. Uh, he's consistently mocked in the first round of NFL drafts and leads the country in PFF passer rating, uh, for QBs with over 100 attempts. And this is due to his 4% big-time throw rate, which uh, with only a 1.5% turnover-worthy play rate. A fantastic 16-2 touchdown-interception ratio and his ability to avoid the sack, uh, only taking three sacks on 33 pressures all year. I do caution uh, to take these numbers with a grain of salt, as Penix will be 24 by the time the draft rolls around. And Washington has yet to face really an elite defense. But we really can't ignore the hype through the first six weeks. Biggest faller for me would have to be Quinn Ewers, uh, mainly because he's the only other QB that had anywhere to fall to begin with. He was considered by most to be the QB3 in this class. Hasn't really done much to warrant that ranking moving forward. He had the big week against Alabama, but again has fallen off after that game. He's only had five big-time throws all season and did not look good against Oklahoma last week in the Red River Showdown. He had three turnovers, which cost his team the victory and perhaps a chance at the playoff. Right now, he just sort of looks like a really effective game manager, and Texas needed him to be the best player on the field, which he hasn't been. Uh, only three touchdown passes with five turnovers over the past three weeks. Uh, moving on to the running back position, there are multiple players to consider for both biggest riser and biggest faller. Uh, but I think the choice is a bit clearer for Faller, and I have to take my preseason RB1, who is Rocket Sanders. Uh, he's looked terrible in the three games that he's played this year, including last weekend where he only accounted for 15 yards on eight attempts. Uh, he only has one carry all season of at least 10 yards, and it came against Western Carolina. Maybe it's injury-related, but whatever it is, it's enough for me to take him out of the top spot and maybe out of my top five altogether. Uh, for biggest riser, the decision is, is less clear. I like Bucky Irving out of Oregon, uh, but the reason I'm choosing Jonathan Brooks from Texas is because he had virtually no Debbie Love in the preseason outside of our own show. Uh, after his fourth 100-yard performance of the season last week against Oklahoma, he's got 722 yards on 108 attempts with six TDs on the ground and another 10 catches for 121 yards and two TDs in the air. Uh, he's the Longhorns' best offensive weapon with nearly a 10% big-time run rate. Uh, he's gone from a virtual unknown to, who is getting drafted behind his backfield mates, Jadon Blue and C.J. Baxter, to being in the conversation for being a, a top three running back in this class right now. Uh, next, we have the wide receivers. Like the QBs, not much to complain about at the top with Marvin Harrison Jr., Egbuka, both performing well, as well as Malik Neighbors, uh, proving he belonged in the top five discussion all along. Uh, but for me, the biggest risers, and I'm going to take two here because they are in the same team, and that's the Florida State wide receivers, Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson. Uh, both have consistently found themselves mocked in the first two rounds of the NFL draft, 
and have been a big reason why FSU is contending for the ACC and a spot in the playoff. Uh, both have 20 catches on the year, with Wilson racking up 357 yards and a couple touchdowns, and Coleman has 278 yards and six touchdowns. So a solid start for both of those guys. My biggest faller was a little bit harder to identify because we've seen such solid performances from a lot of players around the college landscape. But we do call ourselves out here at full tilt when we are wrong, so I think I will concede the L on Dorian Singer for USC. Uh, after a promising start in week zero, uh, where he scored the first touchdown for the Trojans, he has fallen off completely. Uh, he's fourth on the team in receptions. He was held without a catch last week in a shootout against Arizona. I really thought this guy had an NFL future, but if that's going to happen, he's going to have to wait at least another year where the competition for targets isn't going to get any easier with Zachariah Branch and Deuce Robinson both having a full year of experience. So I think it's safe to say uh, Singer was a miss at this point, unfortunately. And as for tight ends, I think uh, Brock Bowers is the tight end one, is really the only actionable advice you need at this point. If you're looking for a bit of a sleeper a la Sam, Porta from a year, Sam Laporta from a year ago, uh, I'd be looking at another Iowa tight end in Eric All. Uh, All was a guy that had some hype last year at Michigan before he got hurt. Now he's at Iowa. He's already racked up three touchdowns on the year, which is his career best. He's got over two and a half yards per route run. Iowa is tight end university, and there's a good possibility that trend does continue with All. Uh, but that's all I've got for the update for week six. Tune into Full Tilt Devi on Wednesday nights with myself, John Arrington, and Lucas Gilbert. As it is the halfway point in the 2023 season, I think it's only fitting that we do our way-too-soon 2024 rookie mock draft on Wednesday. So tune in for that at 9 p.m. this week. Hope you guys are there. Enjoy the rest of your week.